Hey, listeners, welcome to Shred Capital's new podcast series. We're calling this Speed Dating because the whole idea is to grab people at trade shows and pitchathons and investor meetings and get a real on the fly understanding of what their business is what they're hoping to accomplish and why they're the ones to place big bets on. We think it's a great environment to grab folks because they're very much in the middle of the game and we're getting the fresh and hot thoughts as they bounce from investor meeting to investor meeting. So without further ado, we hope you enjoy this episode of Shred Capital's Speed Dating. Christine is here today from eOceans and we're very excited to hear a little bit about you and what eOceans is all about and what's your purpose and passion, what drives you. So uh, welcome. Thank you, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're very excited. So the first thing I'd like to know is for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and why eOceans. Okay, so I am Christine Wardpage. I'm the founder and CEO of eOceans. I'm also a marine scientist. So since the late 90s, I was a marine scientist, a field scientist where I spent hundreds of hours underwater doing science and then working for government industry and found that I was reproducing myself over and over again. So analyzing data, collecting data, cleaning data, analyzing data, making maps, making figures, and then interpreting the data and making reports or publications. And so the time from the last data point collected to the time of publication came out when decisions could be made was sometimes on the order of many years. And so a few years ago, I had my second child and I'd had this idea for eOceans for probably eight years. And I had been waiting for somebody to build Mm -hmm. it for me because I needed it. And I saw a bunch of different companies sort of making these open source or open access collaborative apps to log nature and or dive log apps or whatever, but they were making the data open access. And that is really unethical to do for ocean communities to put locations of endangered species and your special places onto maps that others can access because then they get over harvested. And so six years ago, joined Volta Labs and then started to design and learn about how to build technology and to run a team and to design. And so... Today, that's what I do. Is Here you are. Oceans. Yeah. So you're a scuba diving scientist who's spent a lot of years underwater collecting data, and now you're in the data game. In the data game. You're in the data, data game. Data analysis, actually. Right. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about the product, what it does, what's the problem it's solving? Right. Nothing too technical for our audience, mm-hmm. but what's the business of the product? So instead of hiring me to analyze your data, whether or not you're a government, an industry, an NGO, a fishing organization, which has always happened in the past. Instead of hiring me, now my expertise and that of my peers, marine statisticians, is embedded in the back end. So you can have your own data analyzed without actually having me analyze your data. Right. So the data can come in through a mobile app. So if you're out sailing or fishing, you log your data. It's kind of, some people say it's like ways for the oceans sure. where you're logging things and then yep. it becomes data and it's all standardized and interoperable and then it runs through our analyses at any spatial scale so you can track what's happening in halifax harbor i wish we had when we started cleaning the sewage treatment we put in our sewage treatment plants in halifax harbor before no one touched halifax harbor right and so now if we had tracked it with the oceans we could see mm-hmm. now that there's stand-up paddle boarders in the morning there's sea doers there's lots of people using the halifax harbor to know the diversity of opportunities and the value that it's brought to the community for example 
Sure. No, that makes perfect sense. So as someone who's been an entrepreneur, been where you are, I also a fellow scuba diver. I didn't spend hundreds and hundreds of hours underwater. I used to come up every 30 or 40 minutes, but a little scuba joke there for the, for the audience. When you think about what, and this is a question you've had a thousand times and we've all had, what keeps you up at night though? What is the scariest part of this new journey for you? Not doing it fast enough climate change, ocean acidification, for people that don't know what that is, and marine heat waves, that's gonna affect the oceans all around the world. And so every day that I take building and developing and not getting the solution out is one day that all the coastal communities and the people who depend on the oceans don't have that real life insights on what's happening in their ocean to make informed decisions. So we're still like Atlantic salmon, you know, a progress report was published in 2021 by DFO. The last data point was collected in 2015. So six years out of date for the species we're spending millions of dollars on instead of having real time and across different stakeholder groups like tourism and the provincial and the NGOs and across the entire distribution of it and First Nations communities that depend on those species. So having everyone working together to understand and then to make informed decisions and actions is what keeps me up at night. Excellent. That's alarming. I mean, you're absolutely right. We read and see things in media every day now about what's going on with oceans and climate and so on. This podcast is brought to you by Shred Capital, www.shredcapital.com, and where all fine social media channels might be found. If you're an early stage founder, taking your first or ideally second crack at a game-changing startup, we'd love to help you get to first base. Have you had a significant challenge from a technical standpoint in terms of finding the resources and the skills and the expertise that you need to build out your product? Absolutely. So I have done a lot of the design and communicating what's needed to developers has been a little bit of a challenge or more than a little bit of a challenge where the ocean is offline. So it needs to be offline first if you're collecting data and it doesn't come with addresses. So you need the real-time geolocation information. And then people at the other end, when the data gets analyzed, you want to be able to understand where the data has gone. So you know exactly who has access to the data. And so you can help interpret that when it is impacting your community. So communicating that sort of very academic and the ethics behind, because as an academic, we spend, you know, every time we do a research project, we have to think about the ethics. Who's affected by this research? research and how do we de-risk it? And in the technology space, that tends not to make it into the language or the discussions. And so as a scientist and a, a professional scientist, I need to make sure that every aspect is considered throughout the design of our policies, as well as the platform and that it's doing what it needs to do. So communicating that to developers has been a challenge. So when you think about the investor side of your business, where are you? What's going on? Are you early stage, pre, late, series A, B? Are you already a multimillionaire and you're ready to retire? Tell us what's going on. Yeah, no, I'm early stage, I would say. I self-funded and bootstrapped. So I've hired everyone that has come in. And so, yeah, that's, we're just there. And we're right now, we're beta testing, but with first paying customers, we have them in California, British Virgin Islands, Cameroon. Maroon, South Africa, Mozambique, Thailand, and these places. So we're tracking sharks, manatees, marine protected areas, these sorts of things. Are there currently any sharks in the Halifax Harbor? Currently, I can probably say no. (laughs) 
Fair enough. So appreciate the feedback there in terms of where you're at. So you're completely self-funded. Is that the plan going forward or are you looking to grow and expand exponentially and therefore you need capital? I'm looking for a unicorn investor, I suppose, instead of the other way around. Someone that puts, okay, let's save the planet first and then grow exponentially or whatever that looks like. Scientists don't tend to think of anything exponentially. There's an asymptote somewhere, (laughs) but yeah. Okay. That's a fair statement. And do you have any parting words, any advice for other eco entrepreneurs out there? I would say to scratch the surface for both investors, innovators, everyone, that just because an innovation may look good, if you scratch the surface, talk to experts in the field to make sure that you're not doing more damage than good in a lot of cases. That tends to be what, unfortunately, what I see in a lot of the ocean spaces. So That's fair enough. Thank you very much, Christine, and enjoy the rest of the event. Thank you so much. Hey folks, hope you enjoyed this episode of Shred Capital's Speed Dating Podcast. We think it's a great new format where we get fresh, hot, and fast takes from founders that are right in the middle of the action at investor events, trade shows, pitchathons, you name it. So if you want to know more, please come visit us at www.shredcapital.com. Learn a bit more about what we do to help early stage startups put their best foot forward and raise that crucial first round of capital. And you can also find Shred wherever you find social. You can find this podcast in the usual spots. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Come talk to us.